What's good, 40 family? To all the newbies, how you doing? Glad to meet you. Hope you stay a while. To everyone else, this is the third part of last week's episode. First, we talked about Aisha Curry expressing her desire to be desired and feel like a natural woman. Woman. Then we talked about Ari Lennox's new album, Shea Butter Baby. And on this episode, we're doing a mental spill discussion on Schoolboy Q's interview with Sean where he talks about suffering from depression, his new album Crash Talk being the byproduct of him pulling himself out of that depression. Yeah, Tuan drops a lot of wisdom on this one. He got the flex degree, y'all. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you have the time. If you want to show the love, make sure that you follow us on Google Play, Spotify, CastBox, Podbean, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app that you're using because there are over 50 million of them available today. If you're on Android and iTunes, please. iTunes. If you're on Android and iOS, please take the time to do that and hey we know you have opinions on this stuff too maybe you'd like to share those with us or even make us aware of a topic that you'd love to hear us talk about if so share your thoughts via voicemail at this number okay open up your contacts right now get ready because here we go the 40 acres voicemail line is 443-832-3494 we got some nice voicemails last week that you'll get to hear soon on a new episode and if you're shy, you don't like the sound of your own voice like me, go ahead and send us an email with your thoughts. Share those via email podcast at where'smy40acres.com. We'll read them on the show live. Before I go, check out our new We Watch Ratchet episode of John Wick 2 to get you prepared for John Wick 3. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all really need to watch the first one, the second one, before you go and watch this third one. I've seen it already. It is phenomenal it picks up exactly where the second one left off immediately where the second one left off it is great guys it is fucking phenomenal and if you're premium 40 you have access to john wick 2 are we watch ratchet and maybe if you follow us on spotify you have access to john wick 2 we watch ratchet i don't know maybe you should go check and follow to see maybe maybe but once you sign up for premium you'll actually get our review for john wick 3 which we are already set and prepared to do so Make sure you go and check that out. And if you don't have access to extra content via our Premium 40 sign-up, you can become a Premium 40 player too. It's easy. It's $4.99 for the first month or $99 for the whole year. And you ain't got to worry about missing out on nothing else until next year in May. It's better than having to re-register your car, my nigga. So go ahead and do that. And if you just want more access to 40 Acres Ratchet content, it's over 200 episodes of bonus shit. You can't lose with that. So... I think that's it. Three minutes of me by myself is way too long. I'm glad y'all put up with me. Now, here's the podcast, and y'all can put up with Tawan. I'm out. I'm a good time Sally. I dance hip hop. I cannot believe I have wasted my whole life busting the balls of people who have no balls. I'm the only one here who has any balls. Shout out to Fino Black, this music lover. Tawan Burgundy, Silent Age Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm me, I'm representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech, the revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we so real. I saw this. I saw this article get posted a few times and we have expressed 
our feelings about Schoolboy Q's crash talk, and we don't all feel the same. You know, I think Mike it, digs it. Is, it. it is a it's a varied amount of opinions. Yeah, Mike <laughs> digs it. Me and Deidre, I think, are not so digging it. Mm-mm. I don't. I honestly, Twan, I don't know how Twan felt. I don't remember if you responded. Man, okay, like the first time I listened to it was when we was at when I was actually driving up for the show, okay. the live show, and I wasn't feeling it. And then I don't know, man. I put some headphones on and listen to that shit. I man, I've been listening to that shit all week. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we got. <laughs> so before I t- the acre was split down eight, between acre twenty, <laughs> I, I, I took I took the little three songs I like, and I already had none of them juice on the playlist. So the two other songs I like, and I moved it to the uh-huh. playlist, and then that was it. I haven't. Like I said, it's when funny, I saw Schoolboy Q on in GQ magazine, I was like, oh, that's a rap. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't I could, I can't say I don't like it because like I can sit here and I'm going like seven songs before I even think about maybe skipping something. Mm, good God, we, that's a strong yeah. heart. So yeah. y'all y'all might be feeling it, but uh, Schoolboy is feeling it because this album I think sold as well as Blank Face, and he talked about it to Charlemagne of all people. I don't know why motherfuckers keep talking to Charlemagne. I don't know what he got on y'all. That makes y'all want to go talk to him about everything, but it's it's whatever, dog. It's whatever. Well, yeah, I gassed that though. Yeah, Tales is man. We did that in 2017 too. Mm. I was the depressed too when I made that record. And that's another thing how I got into golf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I was depressed. I don't know how I was depressed. You ever had that? I, I know you. Hell yeah. That's I why I, I wanted, depression. I, that's why I wanted you to do the interview because I've. I've like I said, I'm a I'm a fan of you or whatever, but like I know you talk about like seeing a, a therapist and like you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And, like I know you deal with depression before, but like all these black people that deal with depression, just, like fucked up and you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. That was me in 2017. You get what I'm saying? And that's how I got into golf because why does golf give you that peace of mind? Meet new people. Mm. I'm, I'm out here with these square ass white folks, nigga. Like, you see how I talk? <laughs> nigga, I got tattoos. You even did the fake white boy laugh just now. <laughs> <laughs> I done developed that day thing, you feel me? But I'm on the course playing with billionaires and shit. And I'm on the course playing with mad motherfuckers. And they telling me they kids are fans and they want to take pictures of me and this, that. And who introduced you to go? My boy June, man. My nigga June, my Asian nigga, this stupid ass nigga, bruh. I'm working on an album. And this is at a time where I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm a nigga that won't tell nobody either. Like, but I'm in a time where I'm depressed. And he's like, um, I bet you 10 grand you can't make a birdie in two years. And me being an athlete and being really good at baseball, I'm like, stick ball. You know what I mean? Like, hit the ball and it goes. I'm like, yeah, that's easy. But long story short, it was pretty easy. I did it my third time I ever played golf. Mm-hmm. And I was hooked there. I'm just outside every day. I wake up, and the first thing I do, I'm excited to do something before the studio. My whole life was just wake up since I've been rapping was wake up, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, watch TV, Sports Center, the same shit over and over again. Uh-huh, yes, okay, hello, all right, here I come. All right, do that, back to home, blah, 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 studio. That's not healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not healthy. Like you have to go outside. You need to talk to people. You need to meet people. Absolutely. Then I got into this this thing where I think I'm just the most famous motherfucker in the world. Like I'm I'm famous, but I'm not like that famous. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 
I'm walking everywhere and shit. Like, I haven't dropped music in like two years and shit. And I'm just walking around, dog, and just with my hood down and all this shit. I'm just paranoid of everybody looking at me. Because I'm always by myself. I'm a nigga that's always by itself. So I got this anxiety. I learned, I gained this anxiety now or whatever. And I'm just walking around, just being a fucking dweeb and like, trying to avoid people because I don't want nobody to see who I am because I'm thinking every fucking day is like tour life. You know what I'm saying? That comes with the territory. It's like, um, yeah, for real. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. I don't care, Char. Look, first thing, first thing. Fuck you, schoolboy. As a motherfucker who spent a lot of time playing golf, man, for you to go get your birdie on your like third goddamn time, I want to need to know what the course he is. I want to need what you did. I want to know what was it, what was it, was it part three, part four, part five. How, what was the distance and the yardage? Because golf is a frustrating fucking ass sport. And you picked up and got it good. I'm jealous. I'm mad at you right now. You going to have to drop three albums before they let you on his course, though. You know that, right? They ain't going to just let you walk out there I know, with them I know, I know, man. But my, like, my club's up here gathering dust because them shits fuck me up, man. Like, it's a very relaxing ass sport. And also, it can make you want to strangle a baby. All right. Well, golf, everybody. So I just want to get that out of there. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Correctly put, uh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, y'all. He's clearly right. strangled a lot of babies to get to where he is now. A lot of frustration. So Aisha Curry talks about her event, like her issues, her insecurities, and the whole world breaks in half. Schoolboy is up here talking about his depression and insecurities, and I ain't heard a peep from niggas about this being problematic. This is how bad, and, and I'm like, and I'm coming from just a professional who do this, you know, when it comes to working with this stuff. Black people don't talk about this shit so much right. that when when anybody talks about it, you are heralded as the second coming of some shit that a lot of people been saying for a long ass time. Long time. You know what I mean? Now, I ain't got nothing against Charlemagne, right? And whatever struggle you going through, I, hey, man, I, more, more power to you. I hope you get through it and you have your mental health. You know what I mean? But there's always like you can also do. I see a lot of black people who have shady ass uh, like past and shit, mm-hmm. and they be like, "I gotta get some mental health." And they be like, "You know what? Yes, I applaud you, nigga. I applaud you." Chris Brown, like, like, you know what I mean? So it's a weird thing. I, I hope, like, I hope we can get to the point where we where we talk about this and we don't, and we're not surprised any damn more. Like, it's not. I want to get to the point where people talk about this and, and they'd be like, you know what, y'all? I went to see a therapist. It's like, oh, all right, good for you, nigga. I went to th- see a therapist too, man. I go to work too. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted to be like that. I'm the first one to encourage niggas to go see a therapist. No. I'm like, bro, people go get be, a therapist, please. Like, you, you people be acting like, I ain't like the one. that. Like I said, go walk through the jungle and, 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 and kill a lion. Bro, it's not even it's not even just that, though. Like, bro, you trying to talk to me about this important stuff. And Unless I'm married to you, I don't care. Go get a therapist. Like that's like that's what they're here for. They got degrees in this shit. They got patience. It, it, it literally is what we here for. Right. I'm not. I'm not Twan dog. I don't want to hear your problems. I got shit to fix. Okay. Go get a therapist. And it's 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 not like oh you crazy. Go get a therapist. It's yo legit. That's so rough. It's like but but I'm for real. Like nigga, if you thirsty, go get some water. If you need to talk about some shit, go get a therapist. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look look, and I'm not gonna downplay that. Is is it ain't easy. It should be. 
but it's not. But it's not. Of, I mean, I'm not saying I, that I, you I, shouldn't, I, but it's just not that easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Again, I, I do this every day. I know it's not easy. I know all the stuff, but that's why I want people to talk about it more so it becomes easy. You know, like, people ask me, like, how do you, you know, because I'd like, they'd be like, well, well, how do you know? Because you just on the other side. i like, no, I've been on both sides. Bro, therapists have therapists. I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't go through therapy. Right. right. It's, uh, and it's some people that have to talk it out regardless. And they just need to, they just need to say it first. And then that's when you have the conversation to help them go to say, well, maybe yeah. this needs to go to therapy, but just some people just need to talk. Like I deal with it every day too at work and I'm not even pro- professionally licensed, <laughs> but sometimes you, there are just some people who, because they might not have the courage to talk to somebody that they do know or they do a love about insecurities and being depressed or having anxiety. So sometimes just talking to somebody that they kind of know or just saying it out loud, however the means is, is better than keeping it inside and not saying anything at all. So I would prefer some, I would prefer somebody to be like, can I talk to you and them talk it out and then, you know, possibly help them out to go see a therapist than them feeling like they can't talk to anybody at all. Yeah. And that, like you said, you like, and that's you. Cause there are people out there. Cause I said, my girls is, is in the same camp that Brandon Don't talk to me. I'm just and trying to, I'm trying to help you. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you just need to know who you, who you I'm, I'm legit. Right, I'm no, doing I, it. For, I'm doing that, it for your I, own I good. I still just cringe with that still. I, because, yeah. because y'all different. Like I'm trying to help you help yourself. I'm telling you right now, when you, when you start talking to me, and you feel like I'm not listening, I'm probably not listening. And, I, and yeah. like that just that's just how my mind works. And also, there's this thing that uh, I think that, like people who are good at becoming therapists can do very well. And it's listen like to everything. Me, I listen to your first problem. And as soon as you finish your first problem, I'm starting to come up with solutions and ways that I can help you fix that problem. And yeah, I'm not man. listening to your second problem. Like if I work in IT, that's what I do all day. All day, people give me problems, I fix them. That's my job. So that's my mentality as an engineer minded person. It's just how I am. So when you start talking to me about problems that you're not actually looking for solutions to or fixes to, it's hard for me to turn that off. And it's hard for me to kind of give you the presence that you need to put you in the place, the space that you need to be in to express yourself. I I try it. Trust me. I have to do it with Ashley all the time. Like that has been that, that growth right there. Y'all don't understand my struggle. (laughs) I really don't because I've had to sit there and just like trust. I have like, like I have to do other stuff. I have to, because my mind is constantly moving. I have to do other stuff when Ashley is talking to me for me to listen to her without responding to her with solutions for her problems that she's not looking for solutions for. She just wants to vent. And it's hard for me. It it drains me to do that with her. So I'm telling y'all right now, before y'all come up to me thinking that I got the energy for <laughs> oh, you, I, I, I don't. And I mean, I, and I'm probably just saying that really for me because <clears throat> I really like, you know, the stuff I probably told on the podcast is not even the depth of things that I probably go through day to day. I was just never one to, I use, I have enough, like it's enough and then I have a wall. Like I'm not going to, I don't, it's a whole lot of stuff I don't tell anybody just because mm-hmm. I want, I don't like feel like I'm bearing too much stuff on people. And, and and again, this is the worst thing to do. And, you know, also just the fact of I'm just I'm just not that open in, in a lot of areas with other people. I just I just can't do it. 
And mm-hmm. also, I always feel like if I do say something, it'll be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then I'll be hearing about your problems and then I'll be fixed. I'll be helping mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. I just don't that even deal too. with it, period. But regardless of what not to do, which is what I do, I still would prefer somebody <laughs> to be like, if they have an issue, I want to help them. If So if they feel like they just need to talk and then I can guide them into the right direction, I would prefer that. You got the patience for that. You absolutely have it, though. Just having that wall and dealing with a whole lot of things internally. And like, you, and you are an angel with the, to have that patience, man. Like, you have the patience is, for it. I mean, but that is what I have to I have to deal with. Just like how you have to deal with problems every day in IT, I have to deal with that. Plus, I have to deal with personal issues with people who are trying to, at the end of the day, save your damn life. So, Which is I why I cannot work in that field. Deidre. Like, I cannot work Deidre. with people directly like that in that field. Which is why I stay my ass behind a computer. I, I can deal with computers, emotional problems, but it's hard for me to deal with humans, <laughs> emotional problems. I can't Did do you it. Your question? No. <laughs> Why you say no? She said no. We all open it. She here. put that wall up. Don't put it down. Put the bridge, let's, let's take them bricks down. Peel that wall down. Do you have a therapist? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Helpers always need one. I know, I, no, I, it's, so it's not I, that I, I don't, I, I know I, that I, I don't. You ain't got to share, look, you ain't got to say nothing. This is not no, 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 you asked me a question and I'm I going to about, I want to make sure you know so I ain't coming I'm for say, you. But... I know I need one. Twano sound like a good therapist right now. And that's it. I feel you. And, and what I always say to people who ain't there yet is, um, just, just the way I look at it, the way I approach this, when I do this stuff with people. I took it as when I was when I was younger, and and I and I went through. Well, I want to say well, was younger, but like once I figured out this is what I wanted to do with my life and everything like that, and I started working at a job around like twenty three or something like that, and then about two years into the job, I was like, fuck all this, I ain't help nobody no more. I don't want to do this no more. And then I went to therapy and worked that and worked through that stuff, and you know, still wanted to do all this thing. So that was fine. I see it as it's like you getting your oil change. You would take your car, you keep your car up on maintenance then you keep yourself up on maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you go out there and then it becomes, and, and it's just a conversation because I've seen so many people who will say they don't want a therapist or they don't like therapy or it doesn't feel weird to them. But then, but then I always actively see them seeking out somebody to talk to. And they're oh, always, yeah. and sometimes they will seek out. I've seen people seek out, like, you know, but you know, like you said, you see people in your thing and they just come out and then just because you walk in there and then they just start talking and, yes. and you'd be like, be like, bro. And, and, and I'd be like, Hey man, there's a person out there who wants to listen. <laughs> right. And no, and see, like I said, don't, don't do what I, that's what I said. Ooh. Don't do what I do. And I think that's why I'm more along the lines. I feel like I would rather somebody talk to me yeah. if they, and they, or they feel comfortable enough to talk to me about stuff. Because I don't want them to be like me. <laughs> like I, I, I internalize a whole lot of stuff. I deal with a whole lot of stuff like by myself. Like yeah. even like, you know, the guy that I was dating that got murdered. Like I didn't I dealt with all of that by myself. I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't scream or cry to nobody. I did it all by myself. We I went to work the next day. So it's like I don't want nobody to go yeah. through all of those things. So I would prefer somebody if they feel comfortable enough. 
to talk and even if it's just a vent sometimes that makes you feel better and then especially in my job you know we sometimes it's like an indirect thing where they're really venting about they just saw somebody die or they saw a child die and they might just need to vent and it might not even be about that that patient it might just be talking about something else but it's just them internalizing feelings and they just got to say it out loud and I would prefer you to do that and if you feel better and it makes you want to either seek help or you know it just you just let it out I mean I'm I'm fine with that so you can vent too so you, you can vent too we're you, not talking about me we're talking I'm about not, other people Twan is trying to I, Twan is trying I, I to talk like, about you no, no. I feel like I would be doing, and I like again, this is not, I don't, you know, I don't push nothing to nobody because, like, but I would, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to my friend if I didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like, because, and, and the, the, the second point I had when it comes to this, I always tell people too, like, um, don't think of counseling as something that you do when you have because a problem. Because you have a problem mm-hmm. or there's something right. wrong with you. Is something that you can do. That there are counselors there who have had people who as, as clients for 10, 15 years. And they they're on the books and 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 they might come once a month or they might skip a time and then something happens in life and they come back in. You know what I mean? Like something happened, we work through that part and then we and then and then it's just a, a touch up of just saying, How you going? I've had times where people come into session and and there's I, like one person like they were sitting there like I don't really have nothing to say and I was like what you mean and they were like I don't have nothing to say and I was like are you thinking about something bad to say and they were like what well, kind of I said if if you have nothing bad to say then like nothing bad happened then nothing bad happened so I was like tell me about all the good stuff that happened and and that was the conversation. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. You don't necessarily have to have a problem. That we are trained and we are there to help you if you have a problem and help you get through that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it is it is part. I try to tell people to get it, get it part of your self care. If you can go re, if you can go relax on a beach somewhere. If you say hey I'm gonna have this little drink and it calms me down. I'm gonna watch my favorite show. I'm gonna do my favorite hobby. Then having somebody that I know I can talk to in that time because. You can sit there at times and be like, you know what? Well, oh, I got always someone to talk to, but then you call them, you text them, they gone, or you uh, you try to call them. They're like, hey, can I talk real quick? And they're like, yeah, I got you. And then they listen to you a little bit, and then they just try to solve your problem, but that ain't really what you wanted. <laughs> or the person that this and this goes for helpers a lot. The person that you sat down with for on the phone for an hour. The previous night, you called them because you got something to talk about. They'd be like, yeah, girl, how you doing? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I got to go real quick. And then they, they, five minutes, they gone. They can't give you the same thing you gave back to them. And I'm like, hey, man, there's people out there who does our job to, to actively listen as you go through. Or if you're going through something, if you ain't going through something, you're having your highs and your lows, that's what we're here to do so that you can walk out and have a little bit of that burden off of you. I don't know. I could be just a different read. I... I don't, I, I gain my energy spikes the more I talk when I'm dealing with some shit. That's why I have to go sit in silence. That's why I have to go kind of like just meditate on it and chill the fuck out. Like if you see me shut down, I have shut down because I, I'm, I will burn so much energy 
trying to put the process what I'm going through in my head and then verbalize it. Like I can't, cause I've thought about therapy before and it's not even uh if I go in there, what I'm going to talk about thing. Cause I honestly feel like if I went in there and just started talking sooner or later, later, all of my issues, all of my issues would manifest and come about. So I'm not even sure that that's, 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 that's probably my worry is that they actually all would come out and I'd be like, nah, I got to fully acknowledge out loud the shit I've already been processing, processing in my head on my own. So that's one yeah, of the reasons I'm in the first session. Yeah, well, I, well, I wouldn't know I was doing it. Twan. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like that shit would just happen. And then it'd be too late. So your advice doesn't oh, help me, sir. Well, and uh, cool. no, I'm saying because I like I was there. I will stop people. I've had people do that, and I stop. Like, mm, stop. And they'd be like, "What?" I said, "You just met me. You have no, you have no reason to trust me right now. So let's build that trust, and then we're gonna go." And you've completely there. reset me. So now, why am I talking to you at all? Like that's <laughs> like that's, that's so immediately is gonna be my second thought. That's immediately like, my second thought. What what happens? Like people come through and like spill all that stuff. And then be like, oh my God, I spilled all this stuff and feel bad about it and then they come back. Exactly. See? Like, right. So I don't know. It's 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 a weird I get the feeling that I know it's a verse, but it's it's just interesting to for me when I started to think about like if I could go talk to who I'm gonna talk to, what I'm gonna talk about, et cetera, et cetera. And Deidre, like the the situation with um with the boy you the guy you were dating that was murdered. So you had you had told me about that. And basically I was just kinda like, okay. Cause at those moments, I know like it's particular moments where I can shut down and be like, yeah, go ahead. If you like, if you need to talk, I'll let you talk. If you don't want to talk, I won't force you to talk. I won't ask too many questions. I kind of just let you get it out the way you get it out. Right. And we'll go from there. However comfortable you are with me, I'll let you express it that way. So I guess you told Ash or maybe you talked about it on Facebook and Ashley asked me, what were you talking about recently? Like it was like an anniversary post. I think. And Ash asked me, did I know? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, first she was like, how come you didn't tell me? And I was like, because that wasn't my story to tell. Like, you know, you and Deidre have your, have a relationship and y'all are close. Like I'm not, and Deidre's not a person that just tells her business like that. So, and I, and I take notice of that. So I'm kind of like, I'm not going to tell your business for sure. If I already know that you're like that, but Ashley, like when Ashley came to me, she was mad at me. She was like, because she, because she was like, so what did you say to her when she told you that? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> what I just, you say, what did you say? Right. Nigga? She was, what she, did you say? Ashley was like, did you tear her? What did you say, Brandon? And, and cause Ashley was her? like, that's what, and that's where it came from. Cause Ashley is like that. Ashley yes. will take the whole world on her back and comfort them and then come home to me and explode with all her stresses. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Look, the helpers always need the therapy. The I know. So she, so she was like, well, what did you say to Deidre? And I was like, she told me. And, I, you know, I told her I'm sorry that that happened to her. And I kind of let her talk about it. She told me about the guy and the situation. And that was it. And then she was like, and what else did you do? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Brandon, like, you have to, you know, you did, did, you, did you check on her? Did you do this? Like did you do this? You do that. And I'm like, my mind doesn't work that way. I don't want to invade anybody's space. Like I'd rather you be comfortable coming to me knowing that I ain't going to jump up in your space and ask you a whole bunch of shit. I'm just going to be like the story that you want to tell me is the story that you want to tell, you know, and Deidre, you've confided some other stuff in me to me and I've confided some stuff to you the same way. Like I confided to Twana people and Ash and shit. And when I, when I tell people certain stuff, like, I guess I, 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 I assume that you're going to tell somebody else, right? Not you specifically, 
But in general, niggas can't keep secrets. So if I if 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 I divulge something to you or whatever, then I automatically assume that it's out there now. Right. And if you and, and I have to feel comfortable with the fact that I told that shit to somebody. So I don't know who I would tell, but okay. Right. It's, and, per, and that's why I said that's what I'm saying, not you specifically. I'm saying not you specifically. I'm just saying I think that in general. So I always mm, have to oh, be comfortable. Saying, yeah. I, I always have to be comfortable before I put some shit out there verbally. There there's shit that I sat on for years before I told that person how I felt about some shit. And this is some shit they might not remember they did. This is some shit that blew <laughs> over. But in my mind, like when I look at you, when I think about you, like that's the shit that be popping up in my head. It's like that. The, it's like their the first introduction to someone, right? That's your mm-hmm. that's your constant introduction. Like that's the way you reintroduce to them every time you see them. Like you, that's what you see. So with me, sometimes it helps to verbalize that shit. Sometimes it helps to just move past that shit. It depends on who the person is. It depends on the type of relationship right. that I want to have with that person too. So like for for certain people, yeah, for certain people, you can come you can come talk to me about some stuff. And like, if you know me, you'll know if I'm listening or you'll know if you know, or if you don't know me, you won't know me. People try to talk to me about stuff all the time and I try my best, but I'd be so scared. I'm about to break somebody with my responses. I'd be like, I'll be, I'll think my responses out real hard. I'm like, bro, don't say that. 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 Hit him with the head nod. Head nod. Okay. Continue. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just, because I, because I really, really, really don't want to make you feel worse by having had come to talk to me. And that absolutely was not my intention. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not built for that therapist mm-hmm. life. It, that's what I tell people, man, don't stress your friends, stress a stranger. No, <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> like even what, even, even I was like, Oh no. But you know, you, if you know your friends, you know what you can and cannot say. Like I have a friend, Tanya, like she, she tells you off gate. If you have a personal problem, do not call me. She's like, cause I'm, she, and she's like dead ass. Like she, I appreciate that. Like one, one of her, one of her friends, um, was literally having like, I guess like a nervous breakdown about something. And it was something serious. And they called Tanya, and um, she literally texted me and my other friend Emily, like, I don't know what to do. Like, um, she's she's crying, and I'm not saying anything, and. I really want to hang up on her. Like oh my that's God. Just, <laughs> she's just that just still that just makes her uncomfortable. Mm. Like, you know, and I mean, you like said so you just gotta know your friend. Yeah, everybody not built for so, that talking like, but everybody every can't kid, talk I mean, it out it with you. True. Like everybody's not built for it. So but, that's why you go to somebody who that's their job. But y'all gotta rebrand yourselves too, dog. Cause y'all be like, like people tell you terms like seek therapy make give therapy a negative connotation they don't give it a comfortable and relaxing connotation so it, it really should be if you want to talk we're ready that type it's, of branding is what y'all need it's it's, Ooh, that's it's a good one it's more out there because like what you just said i could pretty much bring up like four agencies around here who have the same thing on their thing so it's out there um but, but is it again, on a like shirt mental, mental, but is it mental on a shirt, health. my nigga? Did you put it on a shirt uh, yet? Did you put it on a shirt? Because you know once you put it on a shirt, it's real. Like, it's legit yeah. at that point. Mental health has, has like, I mean, this this would be my mental health spill for the night. No, this uh, is good. It's mental health awareness month. Yeah, yeah. 
the the first thing is like it's like when it when it comes to mental health, we have we have as a society have this notion that we can control our mind. Um mm. and or or that we have more control over our mind than we think. And we and I always have to be like your mind is your consciousness, your your yourself, all that stuff in there. Your brain is just another damn organ in your body. I can't sit here and force my pancreas to do something, so I can't sit here and force my brain to do a lot of shit either. And so if you if you sit here and I believe you, if that hurts and you go to a doctor, be like man, this shit hurts. I need to figure some shit out. <laughs> but when it comes to the mental side of stuff, we don't have that same type of push. This is something that you can control. This is something that you should be able to handle. And if you can't handle it, then there's something's wrong with you. There's something that you have done. And you and we and to put a lot of guilt on yourself. So then that first step becomes so hard because that first step you have to go through that metaphorical guilt. You have to you have to you have to almost say while you're sitting in the room filling out the thing or calling to set up appointment that I have failed at something and that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying I just need help. Your car break down, you take it to a mechanic. Hey, nigga, I need help. Or your uncle. You take it to your uncle because that nigga cheap. Yeah. Or your uncle. Or your uncle, yeah. <laughs> nigga, for real, I need help. You know what I mean? Like, other stuff other stuff doesn't work right. Other stuff doesn't go the way you want, and you and you're, you're seek help in it. But again, we're, we look at it as something that that's what you're supposed to do. So I always try to make people change and, and see that mental health is not something that is always – it's not something that you should be in control and you asking for help is not an inherently bad thing. Also, it's a it's a it's a relationship thing too. I've seen a lot of people who will go to a therapist or went to a therapist when they were young, and especially if they went to a therapist when they were young, because when you go to therapist when you're young, you don't have a lot of say in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like you're you're going to somebody because there's an issue that's going on that your parents probably see. And they want to get you help at that time. You didn't have no problem with it because, like, again, all of us were young and stupid. And we did stupid stuff. Then we look back on it like, you know what? I really was doing some crazy shit. But couldn't nobody tell you nothing at the time. So when you're forced on when you're forced on somebody and then you don't get a lot of say in that, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth. If you so, I was like, here's my key. If you're gonna to go to therapy, it's fine. It's great. Go. It's a person that you don't know that is there to actively listen to you as you're going through something. And they legally can't tell anybody shit or you can sue them. Your friend can tell, like, they can be a gross friend. They can tell all your shit, though, and ain't nothing you can do. Therapist tells all your shit, you can sue them motherfuckers. So, like, they gonna keep your shit down. If somebody who don't know you, if somebody who don't know nothing about you, it is, it's, you, we can't, we're not there to judge you. Also, honestly, you, I mean, it's, well, we're gonna figure it out if you stay there long enough. But you can also go in that first time and present whoever you want to be. <laughs> you can be like, oh, I'm very nice and I do all this stuff. And this is the one problem I'm having. But we're going to go with that because that's what that's what is being presented to us. So you can walk in there and, and it, you don't have to feel like, oh, my God, this is such a bad thing. Secondly, find somebody that you like. Like if you go in there and you don't get a good vibe from a person or you give it a few. I always say give it a few sessions. But if you get a few sessions, you still don't feel like you got a vibe with that person. Then go find somebody else. Don't be like, oh, I quit therapy. It didn't work. I tried it. It's like, no, go somewhere else. Go find somebody. You'll find somebody that you'll vibe with. There's enough of us out here that you'll find somebody. I've had people come to me and be like, hey, man, this just ain't working. I'd be like, cool. 
I understand that. So let's figure out what it wasn't, what wasn't working. We'll try to work out on it. If that doesn't work out, then I'd be like, what are you looking for? They'll tell me what they're looking for. And then I'm going to look up other counselors. I'm calling people. I might call people I know and be like, hey, I think this is a good person. I think this is a good fit. Or you should try this person because my goal is even if you ain't working with me, I'm going to try to find you somebody that you can work with. You know, we, it's, it's, and I know I feel like I'm just rambling because I got this. No, what did I say? Shit. It is but, mental health, nay. Yeah. You you, somebody. It just needs, it, it just needs to happen. And then we're all black, right? We have all been through a lot mentally just being black in this country. And we, a lot of us got shit that has been passed down through our fucking families. You know what I mean? Because of the mental torture <laughs> that that we have been going through. And there was a long time where you just had to deal with that. You just had to work it out. The only person you could trust was your family and stuff like that. Because that's all you got now. Okay. But there's also, God. yeah, and the church and God and stuff like that. And again, ain't nothing wrong with church and God. Ain't nothing wrong with going to God and saying, hey, you know, God, man, hey, man, throwing up a little prayer, man, I'm stressed right now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I also remember, I don't know, I don't know the actual scripture. My mama gonna get mad at me because I don't know it. But I remember we was like, what, what faith without works is nothing or something like that. Yeah. I know Medita, you've been to church too, but you know that you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, look, there's there's people out here that have been trained <laughs> to do this. So if you sit there, you'd be like, God, I need help. And then like you're like, I need all this stuff. And God keeps throwing therapist cards at you, you might need to listen. <laughs> You might, need to, you might be giving you a sign to go and do this. There's nothing wrong with it. But again, we have to, you have to get through that guilt first. And that guilt is not your fault. That guilt is stuff that society puts on us to say that, again, if it's something that's mental, it's something that you should be able to control. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't do that as much when it comes to physical stuff, even though there's a lot of physical stuff there that we should be able to control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My ass ain't over here getting diabetic because of something I couldn't control. <laughs> Just like that shit happened because I was losing my damn I eat whatever the fuck I wanted to. You know what I mean? But so, but we don't, you know, you, you look less at that. You go to the doctor, you be like, oh, cool. I got to figure it out and I got a plan and I can work through it. You know, even if I... Oh, shit. But we we look, look, look. That's the universe telling us that we were too long on some serious shit. Like, no, we're gonna break this up, man. This ain't forty eight. Just... No, I was gonna, I was gonna oh. hit, I was gonna hit you, I was, I was gonna hit you with the. There's a cave of wonders. <laughs> That's right. If you go in this cave of wonders, you can find a therapist there. He's <laughs> gonna help you out. But the video just but started no, playing like, by itself. Take it like. Like I always just try to, <laughs> it can't hurt to go it can't hurt to sign up and 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 if you got insurance it's covered there are places out there too that even if you got insurance they got sliding scale fees um if if you if you just hard up on money right now I mean I used to work at a place where I used to work with this elder lady and she used to come pay like five dollars a session and she used to work for me um if you employed I mean, you're. The, I mean, I think that every job has like an EAP. Yeah, they that, do. I know that, mine does. That has, and those are just free sessions. If you just want to, like, you know what? I'm trying to, trying to, I'm trying to, you know, put my toe into the into the counseling waters and stuff like that, and try to see what it is. 
And the other cool thing about it is that it's going to take time, man. Like you're like, you don't have to go out there and tell every deep dark secret when you first meet the person. Hmm. Like you don't have to say everything like that. Like the the the, I mean the cool thing about counselors is it moves it it just move it moves very slow. Like for like for counselors like we like we don't even make a relationship with you until we like two months in through like we start to really get to get a feeling for you. Oh, or what? So, so can I ask and a question? Not, and, then, and another thing that we don't understand of which what might be bothering you, but we start to get a, a, a get a, it gets to a point where everybody's more relaxed. All right, so because I got, again, I got a question. Only, I got only, a question. Like, if I go, I if I go question. to somebody for like, um, you know, if you go to somebody for once a week, which is a lot with counseling, like that's only you only meet them four times. That's four hours. Like that's it, sir, sir. And the first session sir. is just sir, sir. My sir. bad, my sir. bad, sir. I told you, man. You gotta get me out this, sir. Sir, I got a question. Yeah, question. So, question? so if we come to we'll see, if we come to see you, do you pay us for the first hour or do we pay you? Because <laughs> you, I don't. Who, when do we talk? Because <laughs> you've been going. Yeah. Like you, that's now, your whole introduction. The first, your whole look, introduction. Here is the first session because I don't want people. I don't want people to be. Look, he doing it again. <laughs> it's about him. <laughs> it's about. It's about him. <laughs> Yeah, I was there because like a lot of people, I've had people too. Like they come to the first session, it is not what they expect, <laughs> like, and they'd be like, "Why did I pay for this?" He's still going. He's still, he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to answer your question, man. Look, I also <laughs> one. You gave a lot of great advice, but also too, I feel like because you got degrees and shit that you had to work for, and hours you put in this, you like, I'm gonna make sure I cover my ass completely. <laughs> when I talk about this, so you, you like going through a flow chart of everything you got to cover. Did I mention this? If yes, no, then do this. Like you are absolutely going through every checklist. Mm, cover that, cover that, cover that twice. <laughs> Double check. I want, like I said, I want people. I like, I, I want people. To, I don't at all, but I also want people to get help, man. I keep telling Twan, I don't know, I don't know what it is about, about like getting these getting these certificates and stuff that y'all got to work for and the licenses and shit. Y'all, I've been trying to tell Twan that he needs to do like just a talking it out type of podcast, not about therapy, but just talking about black people and ways y'all could better seek therapy or how That's to express yourselves. One. But this nigga is so scared that he's going to lose all his licenses. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> hey, but you, okay. but you hear him here, right? Like you hear how much shit he has to say and he doesn't want to do a podcast talking about it <laughs> as if there is another black podcast professional doing therapy or discussing it as well as he is on this show. Like I'm trying to get, cause I don't want y'all coming to me cause I'm telling y'all, y'all don't want to talk to me about your problems. I'm trying to tell you, you want to listen to Twan talk to you about your problems, but not really to you, just a general audience about problems that exist in the world. But he no, don't want to do a, it because he's it's scared. It's a fine line, man. And that's why you don't see, when you see these talk shows series like that, you don't see people who got all these letters and who are actively practicing doing that. Most times you see people who are doing something like that is somebody who is like might have a license and don't, but like let it, like they just didn't renew it because they're, they're, not, they're not practicing anymore. So because you need to just stop you, practicing and start a podcast about black black people versus therapy because... I don't know, man. I, I have not. I see Dude, white people I, do this look, all the look, time. I feel like if I if I if if I had that mentality, like going and writing a self help book would be easy as fuck. 
because they all say nothing. It would be very and, long, y'all. It would be Game of Thrones now, though. That's no, why, like, uh, <laughs> why I got a lot to say. Because I think, you know, and I'll probably, and me in general, but I'm sure a lot of people feel like this too, it's just some people, like, it's uncomfortable for them to oh, talk yeah. about. You know, so I guess addressing those type of people, like, how do you address somebody who needs therapy or what have you not, but they just have that, it's uncomfortable. I'm already uncomfortable talking my fe- talking about my feelings to people that I know. <laughs> and, it's gonna, and it's extra uncomfortable for me to talk about my feelings to somebody that I don't know. I'm always a person that says, like, come go into the session with that and be direct with it. Like you can go in there and say you're uncomfortable or I'm, I'm nervous. Like I had, I've had people before who look at me like I'm crazy. Cause they'd be like, you know what? I mean, it's my first time and I'm nervous. I look at them like I'm nervous too. And they'd be like, huh? But you, you, you the professional. And I'm like, but this is a whole new thing. This is a new relationship. And this nervousness doesn't necessarily, it's not ne- something that's necessarily negative. You know, this nervousness is what's keeping me on my toes. This nervousness make it make is me wanting to help you, and your nervousness could be because you want to get help, and your fear is that you might go through this and it still might not work. Your nervousness could be like you might already know the answer, and you and you're just not ready to do that. Your nervousness could be y- y'all ever gone through some shit, and you know. Like, you kind of know the reason for it. You know that you kind of did something that you could change, but you don't really want to admit at that point. Oh, I you know, know like, all my issues and why, yeah, but it I could, just, Yeah, it, it could know. be that and having to verbalize. Because, like, again, knowing them internally is different from verbalizing them just out there, and especially to somebody else. So I'm always a person, like, I like to embrace the nervousness. It's fully okay. Like I would, I would think it would be a little weird if you if you've never done this and you came in and be like I ain't nervous about nothing. You know what I mean? It's like when people say when you go and do something, you be like I have a little fear and they're like that's good, you should. <laughs> like, but it's like if you come and say oh I, I ain't got no fear, I'm like no, you're lying. Like that's that's not healthy. Now I I went and got Cora and came back. Are you doing this again? You asked the question, man. <laughs> Well, I have one last question before we poor schoolboy. But um, <laughs> he really, we Twan just segway. this is why but, he's um, this is why schoolboy is depressed because nobody will let him talk about his problems. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my last question, Twan, is so you know you're talking about you know all the therapy stuff, and I just picture you in like a red leather chair with your legs. <laughs> with a cup of coffee. A red leather. And a a cardigan sweater like the Hulk had in Endgame. Nope, stop. (laughs) Nope. That's your setup with a bunch of ivy plants around? Uh, Definitely not. And it is less for the reason of I don't think that would be dope. I would think that would be dope. But having your legs crossed shows that you're closed off. Being in a big high chair and stuff like that puts you in the place of authority and that's not what you want to be when well, you're... Nobody says a high chair. It's just well, a She just said a regular chair, chair like a comfortable chair. Oh, no, chair. Is, no the, chair's gonna be, the, chair's, the chairs are usually... Especially if you, but you, why does your legs cross? I, maybe I just want to be proper. 
It could be a bit like we. I'm and me. I'm I very never been aware. Proper, I'm very aware of my uh, like my body language. Uh, I know and, you're you're crossing special. your arms on your chest. I know that's being closed off, but yeah. But even like like I said, cross your legs could be seen as bad. You you try to keep yourself open. I usually so legs to, open. Not like you know. I mean, like not spread eagle or nothing. But you know. <laughs> yeah, those things like we were. <laughs> The legs open like you just vulgar out here. You just vulgar out here. Well, hold on, then does it? Wait, I got. What does it? But does it matter? Okay, so does it matter which eye you put your monocle over when you're talking to people and you look down at your notes? I, I try to leave the monocle, man, because people think I'm looking down on them. Then, His, like people I, think I like think... this nigga got money. You know what I mean? Like I like I can't have the monocle and the top hat. And do on. you? So do you so check? What's in your What's in your mug? What, is it coffee? Is it liqueur? Is it water? I usually don't have. Like I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even usually <laughs> hold a mug. Cause drinking yeah, is superior. Even have that. Like it, it'll be something sitting on my desk. Cause if you're coming to work with you, then my focus is totally on you. Cause if you drink something, and that means those people. Really I wouldn't really have a clipboard or nothing. But if you, I'm not a person who writes. If you drink, you're like waiters at restaurants. You're like experienced waiters or dumb waiters at restaurants. You can never tell till you get your food. Um. Yeah. Yeah. When you well, like you feel like if you drink water in front of people, then that'll make their thoughts thirstier. <laughs> I ain't with y'all no more. I'm done. Because <laughs> that could go two different ways, man. Like, that's how you. That's how you get to water, wrap it up. <laughs> Cause I have been watching the time. Like I don't know how I don't know how you check time during your sessions. I don't know if you use a pocket watch or a Fitbit, but I've been checking the time no, here you, to record you, it. You, you usually put a clock behind the person so they can see. No, so they can't see, but so you don't have to like look like you're looking at your time. Oh you yeah, that makes sense. Like they're rushed. It's like comedians on stage. Like, when you go see it's a comedian like live, there's always a clock behind you. They're they're not that important. Like you got somewhere to go. Nah, I got, I got no, but you got somewhere to go if you don't hurry up and get your yeah. problems out in the next ten minutes. Yeah, you you put it somewhere where you can naturally, as you're looking around, you can see it. Okay, so let's segue into something else because we don't got but a little bit of time left. So, Poor schoolboy. Oh, oh, so before before we go before we go to the next thing, there's a cave of wonders. <laughs> you are <laughs> That was so great. I'm oh man, you know, oh see, man, you missed it. What? With uh, with uh, when I tell like I don't keep my legs crossed, like you know, I gotta keep. You had them spread open. You should have been right there. Oh, this came from one. You're right. You did. I, I missed it. I mean, I absolutely did miss it. You might have to put that. Look, put that in with editing. <laughs> I missed it. So uh. It's what, what, just just to wrap it up, what Schoolboy did say about his reviews, though, because they came in mixed, and he was like, "Big reviews," and I'm thinking I'm still gonna be the nigga, and I just wasn't the nigga. Fuck the reviews. These is nerds reviewing your shit, dog. Like fuck the good reviews. The response of good reviews and seeing shows not sold out made me confused. Schoolboy has been doing music since 2011, 2010, like you know, popularly, and. For him to reach this point eight or nine years later where he has finally put out what I consider to be, Tuan disagrees, you know, Mike disagrees, 
but what I consider to be just a mediocre project from him that doesn't really give me the schoolboy music I like from schoolboy. Like the stuff, when you tell me schoolboy dropping an album, what I'm expecting. That's, I didn't get that from this album. For it, for him to be able to go this long without having done that until now, for most artists, my nigga is absolutely unheard of. So your head got too big, dog. Not saying that that's why your album is whack to me. I'm saying that your head got too big because you was you was feeling yourself so much that you thought you couldn't make a mediocre project. That's not a bad mentality to have until you make a mediocre project to people. And then shit kind of stops you in your tracks. But honestly, looking at your success story at this point, you've done something that rap artists rarely ever do. Not only did you make a good first album, then a good second album, then a good third album, then a good fourth album. Like, bruh, you've been consistent in putting out dope projects to the point where you've built your fan base to this point where you are a millionaire and your daughter is taken care of and we kind of know about your life and your depressions and the things that you've gone through, the shit that you've dealt with. Niggas connect with you. I understand that you were like, man, I, I thought I was the nigga. Bro, you are the nigga. That's why all of us ran out to listen to this album. Whether we liked it on, or not. Yeah, whether we liked it or not, that was on us. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't do nothing but make the music and put it out. But everybody got to learn, dog. Like, you know, if 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 this album is this is not the response you want from releasing the project, you got to make a decision that if if you don't care about the naysayers and you just care about your ambitions and your creativity and you're going to push through it and the next album, we're going to love the shit that you give us cuz you're going to perfect the shit that you th- that we didn't like. Cool. Or if you want to just fall back and do what you usually do that gets you a, a particular response from people you know, on basically everybody leaning one direction on how they feel about your shit. You can do that too, but you are absolutely not in a place where this album will make or break you as an artist or like make people like me not be a fan of your shit anymore. I'm a schoolboy fan. I'm just not a fan of crash talk. Right. And I don't even know if like, cause like even for example, like blank face, like, you know, blank face had some, really really mainstream songs like that song what was it with that white girl whatever you want i think oh that was oh, that was really poppy but it just gave me like mainstream and you know i don't know if maybe he wanted more of that on this last album this crash talk i don't i don't know what what his mindset was you know going into this this recent project but yeah, it's just like what you said, like, you've put out phenomenal albums, and I personally, you know, I like Dark Schoolboy, but, you know, if you wanted to change in sound, like, you're entitled to that, I'm, I'm very open to that, you know, you grow as a person, you grow and you decide that you want to experiment and try new stuff, totally fine, but it doesn't work all the time, and for me, I'm like, this did not live up to my expectations like you know like i said there's i heard num num juice which i just realized is a minute and 47 seconds long the fuck (laughs) the best song is the shortest song but you know i heard that and i was like okay boom like this album's about to be fire 
Then I heard chopsticks, and I was like, mm. like I don't mm-hmm. know how you and Travis Scott make a a not good song, but whatever. Still was excited, and then you know when I heard it, I was like, oh, this I just I feel nothing. Like like I said, and at the end of the day, I think I grabbed three songs, and then that was it for me. Like I was kind of checked out, like just disappointed. But it won't make me change being a schoolboy fan. So I don't know why he's so passionate on being upset that people didn't like this one. I can understand. You know, I just I, I always take him as like you either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it, but I don't give a fuck because I'm me. So for him to be extra sensitive about this project in particular, I'm kind of curious as to he, why. He kind of explained it though in, in talking about it. He explained like where he was and and him getting to a better place of of him using things to get him to that better place and then and then you know recording the album with that so you know you like like hearing him talk hear him talk there because at first i just read the quote and stuff like that and hear him talk it, you know kind of just put it i was like i understand it a little bit better because you know, you know you put yourself out there and you like which is what all artists do which is vulnerable as hell but you sit there and you like you've gotten yourself to a better place and then sometimes it's the it's the music and doing the music has that has helped that and you put a lot into it and then you put it out there and then it's not received like that and then sometimes your first thing is like you, you you lash back um not saying that he's right in in the way he lashed out but i can understand it because I've, I've just seen it happen before that shit is um, taboo too, dog. To be like, it's a bunch of nerds listening to your music. Yeah, Nigga, like it's a bunch of fans listening the, to your music. Yeah. That's not that's the way. That's nerve for him to say that. Yeah. yeah, that's not. That's not. I mean, but look, that's like it. But I, again, like, him getting, him seeing it and then reacting to it and then reacting and then your like said, your first reaction when something doesn't go your way, you react with anger. You know, like because it just didn't. It wasn't received the way you want to receive it. We, well, the way you wanted it to receive, so I can understand how he how he got there, because again, like I, a lot of people feel like that when they come to schoolboy with schoolboy because that's kind of like the persona he has. So that's why I think it was very interesting hearing him open up because that's something that you never like you not necessarily that conversation that he was having is not something I would necessarily thought I would have got from like. I mean, schoolboy has done it on his projects though. In his music, he's opened up about yeah, how he like, felt oh, about yeah. shit. A lot of people open up in their music, but still True. won't do it in a here's, in a form like that. Here's yeah. here's my thing with his album, and I kind of I feel about his album the way DJ felt about that pop song on Blank Face. I feel like he was dabbling in new territory that's not really new. It's just new. It's just new artist territory, right? So he was playing around with some of the sounds that they've been playing around with. And he's doing hooks the way that they're doing hooks now. And I'm just kind of like, those dudes work in that lane for a reason. And I don't necessarily vibe with their music for that fucking reason. So to hear him doing that after being after establishing the schoolboy persona. And like nobody is doing records the way schoolboy does records. So to hear that persona almost blended and mixed with some of his favorite friends. I'm just, I was just like. This ain't this ain't it, bro. Like I don't want to hear them do it. And even if it's you, 
I don't want to hear you doing it with them. So yep. that's what turned me off. I was like, I'm just not feeling this because this sounds watered. This sounds like watered down Q. Mm-hmm. And it's been really two better. years. I it's, still love floating, man. Hey, look, y'all like the project. So every time y'all like a project that I don't like, y'all <laughs> won. That's just how it is. Y'all won because I listened to yeah, something yeah, that I, I didn't get nothing from, and y'all listen to something and y'all get shit from it, and I'm jealous because y'all get some shit from some shit I wanted some shit from. Yeah. But I will still say some of my favorite songs on it, like, I mean, I still like just floating because him and 21 Savage, that, that shit was that beat is fire. Um, but no, like, I, I totally hear because, like, I hear what you're saying, even though I can, I can rock with it. I hear what you're saying because, like, 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 we all know Lies is just a West Coast trying to be a West Coast radio hit. I mean, we've, we've, I feel like we've heard that song from Ty Dollar Sign 20, 23 million times, right? Like that same type of chorus, you know. I mean, Ty Dolla Sign only sings one note, so we've all heard it before. But like some of like Die with them, and especially the last one, Attention. I really like Attention because like those you get that that's that old you you kind of get that old dark cue. Crash is fire because I love the beat too, and I love the uh, the sample, the the Royce the Five Nine sample that he used. And again, that is it's just that real. Almost like Q just in him with a, with a mic by himself, like, but like the songs like Water, I can see where he's going. I can see where he was going. I can see why you sit there and look like, okay, you're doing something that somebody else is doing, because that sounds more like a song that for a little baby that has Q that is like featuring Q, and not like a schoolboy Q song. But again, I can rock with it because I like little baby. I don't know why I like little baby. Mm. But yeah, I get I like every every. <laughs> Every like everything that that uh, that a person has said about it, or or has uh, like that that mm-hmm. I trust their musical taste, who has said about it, I can sit there and look at them and like I totally agree with you. It's not outside the realm. But isn't it, that's not unheard of? Or I didn't get that feeling with that song either. Yeah. But I know when I first listened to it, and I I said I was listening to it on the drive up. And you know, wasn't really focused on it. And I was like, I remember, I was like, "What the hell is this?" But I always had that feeling with Q. Every time I listen to a Schoolboy album, I get to, "What am I listening to?" Because I, I remember, you know, you know, you like I always look for like a whole like whole hype ass album from from Schoolboy Q. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, he'll give you hype songs. He'll give you real low ass songs. All his albums kind of sound different, and I like that about him. I think he's very underrated though too. Here's he's okay. had, like, I had a thought about he's that. Had a lot of, he's had a lot of success. So like you said, his this could you know, when you've had a lot of success and then you go out there and this one is is not doing what the other ones do, it can be a little bit of a shock. Well, okay, so can so let's address that, like what you just said about him being underrated, because I actually had that thought this morning after I saw the article. <clears throat> and and I, I actually I just disagree. I feel like Schoolboy Q of of when 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 I say an artist is underrated, that's somebody who has not been recognized for their talent. They're like they haven't gotten any attention from the masses in the pop culture that they deserve. Their music isn't respected or held. They don't have a strong fan base. Schoolboy Q look like oh, that, that, look that's at him. somebody that's not liked. No no, oh. no 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 like somebody like Elza. Elza does not have a strong fan base. Elza does not get the respect that he deserves as far mm-hmm. as a lyricist. Elzai does not have the push to get his music where it needs to be or the platform it should be on given his talents. He's underrated. 
MF Doom is underrated. So like those are, when I think of underrated, like I know a lot of people say Black Thought is underrated. Black Thought is not underrated. Black Thought is no. absolutely where he should be, and he gets the respect he deserves, and he doesn't oh, have yeah. to do a whole like, lot. Yeah, Black Thought is, yeah, I would agree with that. He's not underrated. When, when people, so many people, people are just mad he doesn't have a bunch of solo albums, so they consider that to be underrated, but he's not. He's completely fine. His family is good. They got money. Black Thought is doing okay. Schoolboy Q. He's, all, he's, he's in people's top 10 list. Of, of absolutely. Great. All the time. <laughs> all the like, time. Awesome. So when you talk about TDE, who are the three artists that you talk about? Kendrick? Scissor, I mean, and Schoolboy, School, yeah, and TDE for, is the top label right. Is the top label in hip hop right now, as far as artists is concerned, as far as revenue is concerned, like as far as push from music is concerned. They got the most Grammys probably of any of the labels out right now. As as with all the work they've done, they've got film scores. For the longest time, it was just it was just Kendrick and Q. Exactly, like, exactly. So those are the ones that you that you you knew albums were coming. Like, right. Like, so again, Q, like this is Q. What this is Q's fifth. This is Q's fifth or sixth album. Q's not underrated. Q was, Q Q went when they did the show, the main show, when they did the championship tour, the last two artists was Kendrick and Q. Yeah. Q is not underrated. Q is financially well off. Q's music is highly acclaimed most of the time. And they didn't GQ. Right, right. His fan base is strong as fuck. And I want you like he DJ keeps saying that he's in GQ. Look at Schoolboy Q. Just look at him. Look at what he looks like. See what he look like. <laughs> and he is in G fucking Q. He has full spreads in GQ for this album release. He is not. He's absolute to, to me. To me, he's absolutely not underrated. Like his whole persona, everything, what he's been able to accomplish, where he came from, to what he to where he's at now. His growth as an artist has been recognized and appreciated. That like this album for a lot of people was the first time that they had ever questioned Q's real intentions with an album. Like mm-hmm. it took nine years for us to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I, in my opinion, he's not underrated. No, he's not. I just, you know, and even like, I don't know if this, like I said, I keep going back to this mainstream thing. Like, it just seems like, you know, like I said, we all know Q. We He's had all these records prior and like even the quote-unquote like poppy songs or the mainstream songs like what's that studio like you know how oh my god got yeah on, it's pop um, as fuck what was that oxymoron like that was some sing-songy good that was a good radio hit but it was still you know what i'm saying it was still schoolboy like it it wasn't like it didn't sound it did not sound like him so it just these songs a lot of these songs on this new album it just seems like it's just a whole different person if that makes any sense. No, like it, it makes it just sense. Authentic. It makes sense. Given what he described about going through the depression and finding golf and finding a new rhythm and finding the energy to get back in the studio to, to, to make an album. It absolutely makes sense that he was experimenting and he was happy about it. And he was having fun with the music because you can't just go into the studio every time. Like it's all work and business. You should be able to have fun being a creative. And he did that. So if, if I were him, I would be more, I would more focus on the process of making the album and learn from that so he can perfect right. that for the next project instead of dwelling on what artists, what, what reviewers are saying about his project and what fans are saying about his project. Because, you know, this is like his fifth, fourth or fifth project at this point. Like he's not done. This isn't his last one. And even if it was, his catalog is way stronger than this album. You know, it's it's about the sum of the parts. It ain't just about this one project. You know, it ain't the end all be all with this one last project. It's all of it, man. And 
Now, if he comes out, like, if his next project is bad, like, like if he pulls an absol, that's what I'm going to start to worry. But, and, yeah, like, but he's right had now, nine years strong, too. If he pulls an absol at this point in the game, he's like, earned it. Yeah, he what made absol was that because you had one. Right. Ab went one but in. They were like, all, but see, they were, too, I, and I guess not even so much the, the amount of albums, just how sharp the decline was with Absol. Like, it went from, it wasn't even like mediocre. Like, it just went from really good to horrible. I think something yeah, happened was, with him with, at TDE. Yeah, something happened. I still feel like it's that, it's that one, you know, because it, again, it was one and then the next one. Usually, if you if you get, if you come up with one or you know if you come up with two or three that are good, they're always going to stay with you unless you're unless you put out a lot more and then all of them are just really 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 trash. This man came out like looking all, like Hawkeye at the championship tour, so I still can't get over that. He came out with like, one bow and arrow, and I was like, sir, because all of us, yeah. yeah. Like, Axel got reduced to one, one to two songs on that championship tour. Sir had more songs at the on the championship yes. tour than yeah. Opsol did. Which, and, that's it. and that and that was that. That's what I mean. Like, I kind of agree with Brandon. Like I feel like he was going through something too, but like, I mean, and to be honest though, like we we all like control theory, and he was you know one step away from from Hotep. On that, like it was some real, like you know, like but it worked because it like it was whole control there. It worked on that thing, and then he went full on the next album. We were all like, all right, cool, that's too much. He like, was on he, the line. He rode the, he rode the line that first one, <laughs> and he <laughs> he did not that second one. He's like, oh yeah, oh y'all y'all with me? Cool, and he went all the way over. We were like, no, nah, no. Nah. So that's like a, always a gradual. Like that, that was like he that, has that four sharp. albums. Mm. Four or three? No, four. it might be four. Is it count long term as one? Long term is one. Okay, okay, we count long term. These days, I, still, I don't know why. Last like a... fuckery was is was the fourth one. So he's just got one less album the f- than Schoolboy. I see. I always see long term as a mixtape. I count setbacks as an album. As a debut studio album. Yeah, if you're if we count long term, if we count OD as a project, which I do, and I count setbacks as Schoolboys first, oh, I then I, I can I count long term as a. I count OD as a full mixtape. I count OD as an album. I call it an album too. I I call it a mixtape that he lists. That shit is cohesive. But then that was also, but that was also when people were like, like mixtapes were just free albums that people were putting out. But even right he said, anyway. even Kendrick on OD said it was an extended EP. Like he was saying it was yeah. a long, it was an EP with sixteen songs. Yeah, on it. I feel like his first one was was section. Section eighty. Yeah, no, nah, OD, OD got yeah, some of my favorite jams the on first, it. The first studio, so that's that's just me. So because I put like OD, long term mentality, all those were to to me were like just those those introductory mixtapes that came out around that time, just like uh, like J Cole's Friday Night Lights, all that stuff. That's a mixtape though. That's actually a mixtape. Yeah, that's that a mixtape. Went straight mixtape on it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a full fledged mixtape. Well. It's that time. Sad to say that's the end of the episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be seeing y'all next time with a new episode and some new topics. Actually, we still got some old topic stuff that we're editing and currently is in production coming out soon. Premium 40, same thing goes for you. Be looking out for some new episodes for reviews of Shrill, Volcano, and John Wick 3. We're ready. For everybody else, have a happy John Wick 3 weekend. We'll holler at y'all. Peace. Oh, don't forget to share your thoughts voicemail 
email five stars.